Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, yeah, somehow that license plate thing turned into a beer thing between Alberta and Saskatchewan. You know, folks, we've been talking so much lately about all the great things that have been happening in Alberta's craft brew industry, especially when you go back four or five years. Uh, it's like night and day. It's been a complete and total transformation. So it's been good for the economy. Certainly, we've seen jobs come along with that. Some questions being asked now, though, about, you know, going forward, are we nearing any kind of a craft beer bubble? Is, does the market become oversaturated at some point? And do some of these upstarts almost start cannibalizing each other. Can they take a bite out of the big guys? I think that's going to be the big question going forward. But I want to get a snapshot of kind of where the industry's at, where we're going, and, you know, why people are, are jumping in, given all, you know, the, the inherent risk, well, starting any business, but certainly one like this. We got with us uh, our friend Graham Sherman uh, with Tool Shed Brewing uh, right here in Calgary. Graham, how you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, like I say, there's there's a lot going on. We were just talking off the air that as much growth as we've seen the last few years, it doesn't seem to be leveling off yet. No, not at all. And I, I think that um, you know, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of graphs that show the average beer consumption in our country is declining. But that also accounts for the ninety percent of macro beer, yeah. and that's when ninety percent of of beer being consumed in our country is macro. That's what people are stopping the consumption of. So. People's palates are moving more towards good wine and good craft beer. So you see lots of growth in craft beer. You see lots of, of growth in wine. Um, but as a whole, when you look at that quick snapshot on that graph, it looks like people aren't drinking beer anymore. It's just not quite the case. Well, but that's the big challenge, right, for right. craft beer is, you know, it's one thing to have a, a share of that sector that uh, I beat all the other craft breweries this year. You want to be taking a, a bite out of the big. That's right brewers that's that's the challenge yeah because once you go into the world of craft beer you don't go back this is kind of a what we what we enjoy in this market is that we're educating palates and so the reason good wine is on the is on the climb and the reason good beer is on the climb is because once you educate your palate like that it doesn't go backwards so you don't go through your wine journey and say oh i'm gonna go back to those sweet overly you know simple wines you want complex more uh you know oaky petite syrahs and and you don't go backwards so Well, and, and, you know, it's funny because you start to see, I mean, 10 years ago, you'd see a commercial for one of the big beers and you'd see, you know, girls and parties. And right. Now you see these commercials and they show the brewmaster and he's yeah. got the, you know, the passion, the hops in his hand. And they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're trying to capture that, too, though. That's right. Right. Yes, of course. I mean, how can you not? This is something that has been proven to be um, tying in with what the our, our generation now wants. So, so the, you know, the average person that comes into my brewery wants to know that we use the best barley on earth that's grown within an hour of our brewery and they want to know that this is a local Calgary upstart and that we're entrepreneurs and we're grassroots and we're independently owned and we are passionately craft. So that's, 
I think that's what our, our generation now are really, they choose to hold that product in their hand because it means something to them. It, it connects with what they believe in, right? Right. Well, because, I mean, obviously the businesses come first uh, and, and the culture follows, mm-hmm. right? Is, is that how it goes or does the culture exist and that that's what creates... No, we've been we've been working so hard to build this culture and, and a lot of what this boom is, is uh, happening right now is because of that culture being built. So what I mean by that is when we started our brewery, there wasn't really a big, huge noise about craft beer. I mean, we we were uh, very fortunate to get into the market before it really started to explode. Um, but we've worked diligently on making sure that everybody knows how important craft is and, and even the community of craft, how close we are. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was I was speaking earlier about uh, when we were in trouble. I think you know the story, and and we needed cash. We came up with that plan to what if we could raise uh, half a million dollars by getting a hundred people at five thousand dollars a piece for beer for life. Mm-hmm. And what really surprised us was the people that stood up to support us and buy those memberships were other craft breweries. Yeah. Big Rock bought one of the first ones. So my competition is giving me $5,000 to come into the market and compete. That's a culture-building move. And they have never once been for the beer, right? They don't, they don't come by to take the beer. They did it to help build the culture. So that's, that's, uh, that's what we've been building in this province over the last couple of years. And now a lot of the breweries that see that culture, I, I mean, holy smokes, if I went on my brewery tour, I'd want to quit my job and start a brewery. <laughs> well, I know. It's, it's pretty exciting. And, you know, we forget how different it was when you started out. And it must seem weird now. To tell the story that, that you weren't even allowed to yeah. open a brewery in Alberta <laughs> under the old rules. It seems like so long ago. Like, I think I'm considered like the old grandpappy of craft <laughs> yeah, beer here in Calgary. And it, we've been in our building for three years. But, yeah, it's very true. I mean, it was it was a crazy thing to think that we it was against, you know, the, the policy in this province to even be. I couldn't even apply to be a brewery right. unless I could show the government that I could brew 500,000 liters of beer. So it's insane. It's insane. So, so you remember I had to I had to say, OK, well, then I'll be an importer. I drove to B.C. and brewed my beer there and drove home and imported my own beer back into the province. So thankfully, those days are gone. Yeah. The province has been amazing supporting uh, the, the growth of craft breweries because you know, they see now that we we supply a pretty awesome contribution to the economic development yep. of our province, create jobs. It's it's great, but uh, but how much is too much? So now we've gone from twelve breweries when I was looking yeah. to get started province wide to with the breweries in planning, we're about at a hundred now in a few it's short crazy. years. And I mean, crazy in a good way. But yep. you, I mean, it's like any you know. I mean, if I decide to start a restaurant. Maybe my restaurant will succeed. Maybe it won't, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of the natural evolution of, of any kind of industry, that yeah. maybe your business will succeed, maybe it won't. Yeah. So that's what's worrying because not all 100 breweries are going to make it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm fearful for it for sure. I'm fearful of these new guys that are, are jumping in with uh, with with their all in because I know what I went through and and I it was a lot. I was yeah. all in with everybody I love around me with with their all in and you know yeah. we were we were close a couple times. I had my home in foreclosure building this brewery and now we're our brewery is is is, is big. We're, you know, we're almost twenty four thousand square feet now of uh, of you know we've. We've grown fast, and, and there's a, a good portion of uh, Western Canada that, that kind of hoists us up on their shoulders and says, we support this, this brewery, thank goodness. But I, uh, I know that when I got started, there were so few breweries, and I'm so loud. I make a big noise. I'm on social media, and I'm in the news, and, I, and, I, and I'm that front-facing kind of force to be reckoned with. So when I look at some of the other breweries that are popping up right now in this incredible explosion of, of, of noise in the craft mm-hmm. beer industry, how are they going to uh, step up above the noise and be the brewery that gets noticed? Because I don't think it's enough anymore to say, well, I'm going to make the best beer in the province because we all think we are. 
right? Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. And, well, that's yeah. That's the thing, right? Do you, how do you stand out? Yeah. In an industry like this, it's a challenge because there are probably different ways to do it. Yep. Um, but but it's it's not easy. There's not an obvious do this, this, and this. And, Absolutely and you're, and you're not. Set, right? You almost have to have the stars aligning with all the little pieces that people don't think of. And I, I speak a lot about uh, uh, my business partner, Jeff, who really very few people get to meet. And, and he's one of probably the most intelligent people you'll ever meet in your life. And he is is the unsung hero in the back end of our business, keeping our business so perfectly tidy clean. But nobody knows that part of it, how mm-hmm. genius the back end is run by Jeff. And our brewers, Lisa is the legendary brewer. She's so good. And she hires chemical engineers to take our quality control up through the through the rafters yeah. of, of, you know, and, and then and then so I, I kind of look at new breweries and if I sit down and, and talk to them, I, I often say, okay, Who's your Jeff and who's your Lisa and who's your Graham? Because you have to kind of have all those pieces of the pie firing on all cylinders really successfully yeah. for it to for it to to work. It's funny you harken back when we had you know maybe a dozen breweries in Alberta yeah. and we could look next door in BC and say, well, you know, they've got over 60, 60 or seventy or something yeah. like that. So it was obvious that that Alberta was being underserved. Right now we're getting to the point where. You know, are we being overserved? Yeah. I mean, how do we know? Well, here's the other interesting fact that, that interesting, I guess, byproduct of how our industry has grown that's unique to any province in Canada is that a place like BC didn't have the restrictions. So the number of restaurants and pubs and, and liquor stores that serve the breweries that grew, those they grew kind of linearly. They grew in ratio to each other. So yeah. so enough breweries were there to supply enough restaurants. In in uh, Calgary here, we still have the same number of pubs as we did last year, but all of a sudden we've just gone from you know 12 breweries to almost 100 and there's not enough taps for all of them. So that's yeah. that compression of the market, I think, is a good way to put it, is, you know, all these breweries popping up in such a short period of time. The real uh, challenge I see is they're all right now. There's 100 people probably this month going to, you know, the pub down the road here and saying, okay, I did it. I built the brewery, so put me on tap. And he says, well, you're the fourth guy to come in today. What yeah. am I? Why am I picking you, right? Yeah, well, let's take a break and we'll come back and pick up on that because, you know, Graham touches on it. There are so many people looking to jump into the industry and they got a passion for it. But there's a lot of competition and, uh, you know, the pub side of things, that's a big challenge. So we'll get into that a little bit more here. Graham Sherman from Tool Shed Brewing Company right here in Calgary in studio with us. We are back with more right after this. All right, take a look at where things are at in Alberta's craft brewing industry. It's certainly grown by leaps and bounds, but do we start to hit a ceiling at some point? And what does it mean for these new entrants? Graham Sherman uh, with Tool Shed Brewing Company here with us. You know, one thing, and you've been doing a lot of this lately, and there's been a ton of interest, is, you know, these seminars, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to start a brewery. Right. And a whole lot of people want to start breweries. Right. Which is exciting, but... Obviously, that that's a huge challenge too. Yeah. Well, we we started that concept because people would come into my brewery every single day. I'd get three or four people saying, "Can I have a couple hours of your time? I have some questions. I want to start a brewery, and I I've, I want to help every single person that that walks through my door." But that would be an eight hour day helping everybody else start their breweries. I wouldn't be working on my <laughs> own. Right, so so we we said we got to have an event once a quarter, and you can come and it's fifty bucks. Uh, you can come and you get all the beer you want. Just drink and ask questions and. And then there's 120 people or whatever was at the last one. And as everybody asks questions, the whole room, the collective intelligence grows pretty significantly. You know, I'm asking better questions because of the questions I didn't think of. I just got asked around the room. So that's been a neat thing. And and a lot of the new breweries that are popping up have have, uh, come and come to at least one of uh, the So You Want to Start a Brewery events. Because we answer all the questions. There's no secrets. 
I suppose there are probably some people who walk out of those saying, holy crap, I don't want to start a brewery. Yeah. Well, the first <laughs> question I did, but yeah, now I don't. The first question is always, how much money do you make, right? And, <laughs> and I'm like, well, how, you know, how long is a piece of string? Because yeah. my, my brewery is $200,000 a month to run, but I know the Dandy Brewing Company's brewery is not. So there's lots that goes into the things. But, uh, but when you start to share the full story of what it took, and we were, you know, my home was in foreclosure uh, throughout the, you know, the undaunting task of building this brewery. Some people just go, yep, I'm out. And yeah. it's it's not a, I'm not going to be a millionaire, so I'm out. And people do walk out right at the beginning of the of the seminar oftentimes. So it's nice now. I mean, people have the option. I mean, they can come into your tap room. They can buy stuff there. They can fill a growler there. Obviously, we see a lot now with uh, on the retail side, on the shelves. There's a lot of selection. But you touched on before the break, the challenge with you know, bars and lounges and pubs is that there's only so much tap space. Right. There's a few that have, you know, a hundred different beers on tap. Yeah. But that's... That's not the norm. No, so it's what not. challenge does that pose to the industry? Well, it's it's terrifying because I uh, well, and the story I, I shared was I was I was sitting in a local pub here in one of my favorite pubs and uh, sitting down with the owner. And when one of the new breweries came in to try to say, "Hey, put my beer on tap," uh, the owner of the pub said, uh, "Listen, this guy that I'm sitting beside, and he pointed to me and he said he was at my home for for Christmas dinner this year, and he says." So tell me why I'm going to take his beer off tap for your beer. And that's a hard question to ask when you've developed relationships with these accounts uh, for for years and, and I've supported them and they've supported me. Um, just being a new brewery isn't good enough to get that tap. So that is the challenge. My uh, my my response to the new breweries when they when they ask how do we do it is I I tell them the same thing that I did when I started. I didn't focus on trying to get, trying to convince the pubs to to take my beer on tap. I convinced the people walking into the pub to ask for my beer. Right. So I spend all my time business to customer, not business to business, so that those guys are begging for tool shed. So the pub owner has no choice but to put us on. Well, let's say you want people buying your products. Yeah. You, you don't want to succeed on the back of another craft brewery Never. necessarily. I mean, in an ideal yeah. world, we'd yeah. go into these pubs and say, you know, hey, get rid of that that Budweiser, that Coors Light. <laughs> yeah. Put this this porter on tap. Yeah. Put this IPA on tap from this this local brewery. But we're not in that perfect world. We're right? not. And when you go into and this is my fear is that when some of these new breweries, if they're getting strapped and you know you got to make payroll and you walk into a potential account and they say, well, I'm going to take that tool shed uh, tap off uh, to give you a tap. They're in their mind. I know there's that internal struggle going. Oh, I shouldn't be taking a local tap to put my beer on, but I got bills to pay, and that's yeah, that's, that's where it can start. Line, yeah. yeah, exactly right. So, um, but I mean. <laughs> You know, allowing the industry to grow and what we have now where, you know, breweries have tap rooms, mm-hmm. there are a lot of brew pubs that exist. I mean, there, there are those other options. It's not necessarily a disaster if you can't get your beer on tap in no. some of these bars. There are other ways to get your stuff to the to the people. That's exactly it. And I, and what we saw in the economic downturn was really fascinating. We I would go to restaurants and I would say, how are, how are things? And of course, I know sales are down because the economy's in the crapper. But but tell me how it works. Like Tell me the breakdown of what's actually happening in the back end of your sales. And what I found was that in almost every scenario uh, at these pubs and restaurants, um, food sales were down. And what people right. were doing was they were going in and instead of having an appetizer and a beer and a meal and dessert, they were having uh, an appetizer and three beers. 
So, so even in the economic downturn, what and sales were down, but profits were up. So, so these these the real savvy uh, pub owners would say, okay, I just got to get some people in these seats and put a deal on or put something on because I'm selling way more beer than I ever thought during this economic downturn. I I thought people were going to go to the liquor store and buy cans to save money, but they yeah. didn't. They kept wanting to have that experience where they go out for a pint with their friends, even if you lost your job, you're still going out to the the pub for a pint. So in an ideal world, if it were up to you, would you rather have people at a pub mm-hmm. ordering a tool shed or coming to tool shed and having a pint? Well, I'd see, that's, I'm a production facility, so I do have a tap room, but I brew beer to support all the pubs and restaurants and liquor stores that, that partner with us. So I would much rather you come to the, you know, the local pub in your neighborhood and, and have a pint and have the server at that pub know the story and share the passion of our yeah. brewery with you. That's, that's who I am. But, um, but I think moving forward, if I have any advice for, for people that are thinking about starting a brewery now, the, I have a huge facility and I have to brew a lot of beer to sell at wholesale to pay all my bills. When you've got these little tasting rooms that can pop up and, and you can sell beer at full retail, boy, that's a lot of margin that you can uh, that you can enjoy. And, and based on seeing that even in the economic downturn, people will not stop going to the neighborhood tap room or the neighborhood pub or the neighborhood restaurant to get that pint of beer. Um, if you can create a cool little environment, even in a little bedroom community, and have a, a a brewery that serves that community, boy, you can make some some good money. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting approach, and I guess you got to look. You know, when when a market gets crowded, you, you got to find those those niches, right? And that's in any industry. I think in any in any business that you start. When we started our business, the challenge wasn't there's too many breweries. The challenge was it was illegal to start one. <laughs> right. So yeah. we depending, it doesn't matter where you are, or when you are, what industry. I think you're going to find these brick walls, and you got to crash through them. And the breweries that do will will be here for the long haul. And the people that just said, well, I want to jump in on the bandwagon and just make beer because everybody else is, they won't be along so so yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing how the landscape changes over 2018 i'm, I'm excited yeah. to see it well, one of the yeah the interesting trends you know talk about those those niche markets is all the breweries that have popped up in in little towns around alberta mm-hmm. or smaller communities i mean airdrie's just got one now yeah. there's you know, cochran i mean you look at lacombe has a couple right. uh, tiny little edgerton yeah. has yeah. A, a brewery that's done pretty well for itself uh, I mean, are these breweries trying to service those areas, or, or where, where's the advantage in being outside of Calgary or Edmonton, which are getting well, crowded? Well, I mean, for for the type of brewery that I am, I'm a I'm a production facility, so I need a lot of space, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's expensive in a in a city like Calgary. So being out on outside of the you know the outskirts of the city would be far less expensive to run my business. And it doesn't really matter where I am because I'm sending all my my beer through Liquor Connect through the AGLC's distribution network. So it leaves my brewery and heads out to the world no matter what. And and so it doesn't really matter where I am. Um, so I think it's clever of these breweries that are, you know, um, Bench Creek up, uh, hey, up in Edson. One, yeah. and, and they sell most of their beer. Well, they sell, I think, all of their beer outside of their tap room, but uh, distributed all over the province and, and fantastic beer. But it doesn't matter that it's right outside the owner's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right. But you know what's neat? And, and I know Travel Alberta's kind of latched onto this and they're helping yes. to promote this, uh, the, the tourism side of things. Yes. And, and you've got a couple neighbors even where you are. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that you can come down and you check out a brewery, then you can walk over, check out another one, check right. out another one. That's been exciting to see. Very exciting. And you've seen this in Portland. They've had those bike tours. You can yep. go to all the breweries. And when you, once you get that culture built to that level where people come, they come to Portland because that's kind of Mecca for craft beer. Oh, totally. And, and yeah. when we look at Alberta, we have all the, the makings of, 
making Alberta that in Canada. We, you know, BC gets the wine because they got the grapes, right? But we have the barley. We have the best barley on earth. So, so to create that culture here is really exciting. And I love that that uh, Travel Alberta has been has been loud and proud about the, the beer scene. We want to bring people to Alberta to to try these great beers. So I think two things in 2018 are going to be exciting. Uh, the breweries now that that have to stand up and and have to get noticed are all sharpening their pencils on how do they make the greatest beer they possibly can. It's not good enough to just right. put out crappy beer. Um, you need to really come up with something magical. So I think the the quality of beer in this province is about to go through the roof. And you're getting these uh, things like that barley belt. We've got uh, we've got three breweries on our one city block. So Common Crown uh, on the north side of the block and uh, Red Bison is a new one that's opening up in 2018, uh, just one block to the right of us. So we're going to be the Brewmuda Triangle. And we, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so you can come to either Common Crown, Red Bison, or Toolshed to start your Brewmuda, you know, Triangle tour and check out the three that are within walking distance yeah. of ours. Well, and that, yeah, because that's good. Because otherwise, to, and especially to be a production facility, it's not realistic that you're going to plunk yourself down on 17th Ave no. right, or downtown. Yeah. Yeah, well, Trolley Five did it pretty successfully, but they're uh, they're yeah, a that's big fancy restaurant with a ton of money that yeah. went into that building. And you know, the average home brewer that wants to start a brewery uh, does not does not pull pull that off. But so yeah, so if you can capture that to to service your own needs, but also give people a destination still to come that's to, right. right? Yeah, so that's well, we, cool. when we got that Calgary Brewery tour started, what a great thing that's turned out to be. You know, you yep. can get to go to Village and you go to you know go to a bunch of great breweries around and go to craft for lunch and you eat eat, eat some food. But I love the thought of people coming to to our brewery and and you saying okay next you got to go to the brewery next door people are often surprised to hear yeah, you yeah, send them to the competition right. but it's endearing and it's and it's authentic and people actually really love that type of culture and so that that keeps people fans for life i think well that yeah that to me is ideal because it's like a win-win-win it's it's good for the consumer yeah but it's it's good for all of you yeah because even though people are checking out the competition it just kind of becomes a destination yeah well, I had a visit from uh, the director of brewing operations for uh, Bear Hill Brewing, which is Last Best, and, and Banff Ave Brewing, and Jasper Brewing, and, and he came over to our brewery yesterday with a Christmas gift, a beer that he didn't even put on the shelves. It was just, he brewed a beer um, to be a special beer for the holidays, and he he was doing his rounds yesterday, sharing his creation with uh, with all the other breweries. We're you know we're kind of all family. So yeah. so my hope for 2018 is that the all the breweries that are coming up find that niche, find whatever it is that gets them uh, you know success in in 2018. So we don't go down this road of uh, eating our young. Yeah, right. Well said. Let's hope so. All right, toolshedbrewing.com. Graham Sherman, thank you so much for coming in here. Today. Appreciate you, it sir. as always. All right, we got a lot. We're still to come here today, folks. Rob Breckenridge with you. We are back right after this. That's a perfect final comment. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.